Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and periodically some off-topic episodes as well. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, what do you know? This is the final episode in the month of August, 2023. This is episode number 557 for August 30th, 2023. September 1st, right around the corner. My schedule on Fox 8 has changed up a little bit in a way that uh, perhaps I'll have to pre-produce a segment, episode 558, the next one, for September the 1st, Friday, open line Friday, since I will be working on Fox 8 during Fox 8 News at noon and 4 p.m. So as a result, I'll get to start my holiday weekend, my three-day holiday weekend, just a little bit on the early side. What do I have planned for Friday? I don't know yet. I'm working on a couple of things. Could go in any number of directions. Stay tuned. I'll probably produce that on Thursday to be released on Open Line Friday. We will get to today's topic coming up in just a little bit. And we'll go into the Big Blue Marble series in a slightly different way today. We've done that a couple of times periodically in exploring our wonderful planet called Earth. We'll do that coming up in just a little bit. Well, before we tackle today's topic, I would like to let you know that a 12th Tornado was verified yesterday, Tuesday, and so you're probably wondering, just why does it take so long to verify these tornadoes? Well, first of all, they have to look at areas where a probable tornado may have occurred, and then a team from the National Weather Service needs to go out equipped with a number of things, the Q&I being the best thing, but they also have other tools available to them to assess whether or not the damage that they're seeing was as a result of either a tornado or straight-line winds. And uh, so now that total has gone up to 12. When you have so many of these areas, these very small areas, and in some cases with damage that points to an EF2 tornado, So we had a a number of EF0s, a number of EF1s. Most of them were ones, but we had a couple of them in the EF2 category. And it takes a while to assess everything. And I think they have uh, essentially reached the final tally. The final tally is 12. I will include that map of all 12 on weatherjazz.com 
episode number 557. Go check out that map when you get a chance. Well, the thought hit me uh, recently when I was doing a little bit of noodling around, looking for a topic for the Big Blue Marble, looking for a location, and trying to keep it in the U.S. states. And then I thought, wait a second, obviously, our U.S. states have grown over the years. I thought then it would be kind of fun to check out the chronological order in which each state became a part of what we now know as the United States. Now, it all started with the 13 colonies back in the mid-1770s, the original 13 colonies that signed the Declaration of Independence. Those original 13 colonies, you probably know them, but let's review them. They were New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, the middle colonies, which included New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and the southern colonies, which were Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia. The 13 colonies had very similar political, constitutional, and legal systems dominated by Protestant English speakers. And the first of these colonies was Virginia, established in 1607. And until the Declaration of Independence, the colonies established were essentially part of Britain's possessions in the New World. However, after the Declaration of Independence was signed by the 13 colonies that I just mentioned, eventually it was the Constitution, Section 3, Clause 1, which granted Congress the authority to admit new states into the Union. Now, since the establishment of the United States in 1776, the number of states has expanded from the original 13 to, obviously, 50. Each new state has been admitted on equal footing with the existing states. I thought it would be interesting to take a look at the chronological order in which the states were admitted into the Union under the U.S. Constitution, which again points to Section 3, Clause 1. Now, this goes beyond the naming of the 13 original colonies. So we actually begin with State Number 1, ratified according to the U.S. Constitution, on December 7th, 1787, and that is the state of Delaware. Delaware is the first one. Next, on December 12, 1787, Pennsylvania. So, Delaware number one. Pennsylvania number two. Number three, New Jersey, December 18th, essentially just a handful of days later in 1787. And then right after the holidays, Georgia was the next state, the fourth state in the Union, and that was ratified on January 2nd, 1788. A week after that, Connecticut, that's number five, January 9th, 1788. Massachusetts was number six, Maryland number seven, South Carolina number eight, New Hampshire number nine, and Virginia number 10. Not number one, but number 10. 
Now, the rest of the states came fairly quickly up until a certain point. And so rather than belabor each detail of every state, we'll just go until we see a shift or a larger gap in between those states. So things happen pretty rapidly from 1788 to right around 1821. And those would include states number 11 through state number 24. So let me list them for you, 11 through 24, in chronological order. They include number 11, New York. Number 12, North Carolina. Number 13, Rhode Island. Number 14, Vermont. Number 15, Kentucky. Number 16, Tennessee. Number 17, the great state of Ohio. Number 18, Louisiana. Number 19, Indiana. Number 20, Mississippi. Number 21, Illinois. Number 22, Alabama. Number 23, Maine. And then number 24, Missouri in 1821. Now, there's a big gap between state number 24 and the next one, number 25, which is Arkansas. And the gap length? Well, 1821 was Missouri and 1836 was in Arkansas. Two states roughly in the same time period became U.S. states and ratified. Michigan was number 26, and that was one year later in 1837. Then another big gap until 1845. And that's when Florida joined the group, state number 27. And then right after that, Texas, again in 1845, number 28. And state number 29, Iowa, joined the U.S. states on December 28, 1846. A couple of years after that, Wisconsin became a state, the 30th state, in 1848. And then in 1850, the 31st state was admitted into the Union, California. A big gap again, we wait until 1858, about eight years later when Minnesota became our 32nd state, followed by Oregon, number 33, Kansas, number 34, West Virginia, number 35, Nevada, number 36, Nebraska, number 37. And then we jump 10 years later from 1867 to 1876. And that was the nation's 100th birthday or shortly thereafter. On August 1st, 1876, Colorado became the 38th state in the Union. After that, number 39, North Dakota. Number 40, South Dakota. And by the way, they became states on the same day, one after the other, followed very quickly by the 41st state in the Union, Montana. Right after that, number 42, Washington State. Then number 43, Idaho, number 44, Wyoming. Six years later, in 1896, Utah became the 45th state in the Union. Then we switched to the 1900s. And in 1907, in the month of November, the 46th state of the Union was ratified, Oklahoma. 
Number 47 was New Mexico. That was in 1912. Followed very, very quickly, just a month later, by Arizona, state number 48. And then a big gap until we get to Alaska and Hawaii, both admitted in 1959. It was January 3rd, 1959, that Alaska joined the U.S. states as the 49th state. And when I was born on May 22nd, 1959, we had 49 states. Hawaii wouldn't come until I was a few months old, August 21st, 1959. Our 50th state was added. A lot of dates and a lot of sequences here, but you're probably wondering, what about the original 13? Well, let's go back before the U.S. Constitution provided a method by which we started incorporating U.S. states. The original 13 essentially became a part of what is called the Second Continental Congress, and they approved the Articles of Confederation. So the original 13 in order was Virginia. They were essentially the first and original colony, followed by South Carolina, then New York, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Georgia, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, North Carolina, New Jersey, Delaware, then Maryland. And all of those 13 became a part of the 13 colonies somewhere between 1777 and 1781. So there you have it. A look at the United States in a chronological fashion first with the original 13 colonies, and then state by state, according to the U.S. Constitution, Section 3, Clause Number 1. Do you know somebody who is a U.S. history buff? Make sure that you pass this episode right along to them. Go to weatherjazz.com and then click on episode number 556, then take that link Make sure you email it to them or text it to them so that they can listen along. I'm sure that they will appreciate that. Hope you enjoyed today's somewhat U.S. historical episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence on social media, word of mouth, any way possible. Again, I'm trying to work on something for Open Line Friday, which I'll probably produced tomorrow and release on Friday. Not sure where we're going with it just yet. Again, I've got some ideas. You'll have to come back on Friday and sample what I've got going on. Hope to see you then. And boy, what a cool day we've got going on right now in the Ohio Valley. Just in case you are not located here, we are seeing temperatures right now at the Weather Jazz Studios Stuck below 60. We're at 59 degrees. It's overcast. We've even had some instability October-like showers. So it really feels much, much closer to what the weather might be like in the first week of October compared to the last week of August. It's short-lived, though. For those looking for a bounce back, oh, you bet, it's coming. 70s as we head into Thursday and Friday, and then 80s for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and by Labor Day, we might even snuggle close to 90. 
For those in the Ohio Valley that have been keeping track of things, we have only seen one 90-degree day this summer. That was on July the 5th. We're still waiting for number two. It's entirely possible that we might see it on Labor Day. That would be kind of fun because one would be just after the 4th of July. And what might be the last one might occur on Labor Day. We will keep you posted. So stay warm at least today because the atmosphere will help us to do that as we head into the holiday weekend. As we get ready for the holiday weekend, we're looking at a grand, grand weather period with plenty of sunshine, comfortable dew points, but temperatures that will go well into the 80s. We'll catch you on Friday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Podcast.